0: Pandemonium Reigns! Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns! Coming at you hot on a Monday morning, fresh off a wild week two. Mike. You have a great weekend.
1: Man, I'm telling you, I had a great weekend. Um, we're going to talk Have about Tennessee, and they took
0: years way. off my loss. But <laughs>
1: I thoroughly enjoyed yesterday's action, or Saturday's action, excuse me. Oh, my gosh.
0: So, we had some company over um, for uh, basically the entire day, and I was so ready for our game to be done. So, I could watch a game that I didn't care about and just enjoy it. Uh, yeah, right. But I've got a story to share with you. I didn't, I've, I've been saving this. So, <clears throat> Friday night rolls around. And uh, we're getting ready. I'm at the high school. Uh, uh, guys are putting on their pads. Everybody's getting ready and whatnot. And so I walk out to my truck and I go to grab some stuff. And parked next to me is a guy that I go to church with. He's one of our, actually, one of the referees uh, on a regular Friday night. And uh, so a good friend of mine. And I, I walk up, he rolls down his window, and you know what he's listening to?
1: He's listening to Pandemonium Reigns, is not
0: he? He's listening to Pandemonium Rains, Chris. My, my guy. guy, thank you so much uh, for listening in, Chris. Let me just give you a little, a little sneak uh, uh, sneak peek here. Chris is a fellow Tennessee fan.
1: My dude in Gainesville, Georgia. There's more than one. <laughs>
0: there's more than there's one. more than one. So I Preach. have tol- Preach that I ha- gospel, baby. <laughs> I have told you about a girl here. She's a sophomore, incredible volleyball player. I've told you about her. Uh, Chris is her mm-hmm. dad. So, uh, once we hop off here, okay. recording the show, you and I need to go out back and offer our weekly sacrifices to the gods of sports and make sure she ends up a volunteer. Cause she is incredible. Uh, yes, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate Chris. listening so much yeah, deal. So, uh, Hey dude, so week, much week two, bro. What, what, <laughs> what let's, let's talk a couple of these games. Cause it was just, it was, it was bonkers. Uh, and this is just outside of the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game. Uh, Marshall goes into South Bend. <laughs> Marshall goes into South Bend and upsets Notre Dame. How do you feel? Love it. You oh, love dude, it?
1: my heart was smiling as picks just continued to be thrown by Notre Dame. The, I mean, they dude, they left no doubt, and it was beautiful. I couldn't tell you. You know, I found out Marshall had some transfer names that I recognized along the way. Mm-hmm. Um but dude, I think they could have had no names that I recognized. It didn't matter. They were better in every aspect yesterday, from what I saw.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I, and obviously, I didn't watch that game. I, I saw the final sc- or the score close to the end of regulation, and so we we tuned it up. Uh, but I, I tell you what, listen, I'm probably I'm probably going to stand alone here. Don't get me wrong. I do love the upset against Notre Dame. I love it. I love it because we need to get them out of annual playoff conversation. But tell me if you agree or disagree with this. Um, I kind of hate it for Marcus Freeman. I really like that guy. That is a guy that I feel like I could play for. I wish that this was Chip uh, Chip Kelly, excuse me, Brian Kelly. Uh, it's still in South Bend with an upset yeah. like this. I hate it for Marcus Freeman. <laughs> Love it for Notre Dame. But, man, I mean, oh yeah, I'll still take the upset. Of that,
1: that's well said, and and I totally agree. I mean, Marcus Freeman has, you know, he's he's built up a few good feelings for Notre Dame for me, which have never been there prior. You know, yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't understand the uh, outright hate in this region, unless you are a Notre Dame fan for that school. Yeah. Um, But it's become very clear over the years. Yeah. And, you know, Marcus Freeman kind of erased just a hair of that. I mean, he just built up a little bit of goodwill Um, but you know, I hate it for him. Love it
0: for Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) the Sunbelt was on fire this weekend. Appalachian state travels into college station and does everybody a favor and upsets Texas A&M. You know what? I don't feel the same way about Jimbo the same way I feel about Marcus Freeman. I, you know, it couldn't happen to a better guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jimbo is at the, he's, he's right there in that Brian Kelly, man, that pot of just guys that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, when he won a championship at Florida State, I was so over the, the SEC. I'm, you know, if it's not clear, we are not SEC pride people. I'm not, at least. I don't oh, think no. Dan is very much at all. But, you know, when they won the championship there at Florida State, I was like, you know, that's cool. They won the last BCS. Um, they won the last, excuse me. They were second in the, yeah, I'm all wrapped up here. <laughs> we're cutting it out so bad that it stoned me off, bro. I'm oh, sorry. okay.
0: No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, they were champions of the, of, of, of uh, they fin- they capped off the BCS championship era. They, I mean, the, yeah. they were the last championship team before uh, the playoff. My, my question to you is, uh, is Jimbo not all he's cracked up to be? Can, can he not win without a, generational quarterback like a Jameis Winston
1: you know that's that's the impression that I get just so to change my mind on that because I mean things have not flat out not gone well in the years since Jameis left Tallahassee um even the end of the Jameis era was a little bit awkward in Tallahassee I mean they got kind of clapped by Oregon from what I best I recall um so yeah I mean Absolutely. I I think he needs a generational talent. He's a good recruiter because he's a used car salesman that does it really well. Um, But I I don't believe in him at all. And I feel validated and vindicated for the way that I felt when they gave him a 10 year contract. I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. And I think they'll be buying him out within a couple of years if they, they don't really fix the quarterback situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just, just glancing at some numbers here that now that you mentioned the quarterback situation, Haynes King, on the stat sheet was bad 13 completions 20 attempts 97 yards that's it that's all she wrote for that guy uh and and here's a here's another stat that jumps off the page for me yes they scored 14 total points which is bad listen the Appalachian State's not a pushover but you need to be able to put up 14 more than 14 points um seven of their points came off a kickoff return from a chain
1: yeah I mean, that's terrible. Think about the UNC game a week prior where they took them into the 60s. They -hmm. took Appalachian State into the 60s. They obviously outscored them. But, I mean, uh, something, again, that we'll come back to regarding Tennessee is an ugly win is still a win. If you have to outscore them and take the game very high, do it. But I don't believe in them. Um, And this is just – this is a shot, okay? I'm sorry, but this is a shot. Guess who wanted Hanks King really bad? Jeremy Pruitt and Jim Chaney. They yeah. wanted him really bad. Yeah. Guess who sucked with quarterbacks for three years in Knoxville? Jim Chaney for two years and Jeremy yeah. Pruitt. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted Hanks King. I really did. I yeah. wanted him to be there to push um, Harrison Bailey. But, you know, I just – he's young, and I know he's coming off an injury, but I, d- I don't trust that guy, and I don't trust anything out of A&M right now.
0: No, I, I don't blame you. Um. Obviously, I don't think this puts Jimbo on the hot seat uh, by any means. However, Miami comes to town next week for the Aggies. What's what's Miami – or, excuse me, what's Texas AM going to have to do against Miami in order for things not to get weird quick in College Station?
1: Man, they're going to have to improve in just about every area. I mean, we're in an era of college football where it's not a bad thing to allow 17 points to a really bad team, let alone an Appalachian State team, but 17 points defensively, that's not the worst thing that you can do, but as far as I'm concerned, they have to fix every category. Um, From what I saw, they didn't rush for nor pass for 100 yards, and like you mentioned, seven of their points was from A-chain. Dude. Get him the ball 25 times, whether it's short pass, screen passes, whether he's running the ball to the backfield, whether he's in the Wildcat. Get creative and find a way to fix this thing because, I mean, that's that's just complete ineptitude is what that is.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that because outside of his kickoff return uh, for a touchdown, he was the one responsible for the other touchdown on the ground, but he only had 10 carries. 10 carries, 66 yards. That's I mean, that's a great average, but – sure sure why, does, why doesn't why does he have more touches and and i will say this is coming from a guy I, I realize that i didn't watch this game i i understand that but the the stat sheet has to account for more re- regarding that dude because he is a he's a house call almost every time he touches it except except from those nine other times he touches it yeah on the ground. <laughs> no no he no but you're right because he's explosive with the ability to take the lid
1: off of a defense. Yeah, you know, on almost any given play, unless the box is just outright stacked. I mean, he's explosive, and yeah. his name's been called for multiple years now in College Station. Yeah, and man, if I'm struggling in that game, you're gonna have to stop Devin Chain because he's explosive and he's really good, and he has the chance to save your butt. And yeah. he tried his dangest to save your butt. Yeah, and you still blew it against Appalachian State. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell me this because I also didn't watch that game. Did
0: they even bother to try any other quarterbacks? I mean, what are you doing? Like, we flipped over to it just for a second, and I saw oh, what's his head? Max Johnson. Um, but he was just yeah. on the sideline. They, they were highlighting him uh, just for that moment. I don't. I'm not real so sure, or I'm not so sure that he got any snaps. Let me see if I can't figure that out real quick, but. Um, while I'm looking that up, okay, here it is. Okay. Here we go. Max Johnson, three completions, four attempts, 23 yards. That's it. So there's, there's, there's two possibilities there. Uh, it's too late. They put him in way too late. Right. Or by the time they did go to him, Appalachian state is playing keep away and just owning the time yeah. of possession. Which and is they a- did
1: do that really well. I'm glad you mentioned that.
0: Okay, do we – do we no time of possession uh, stats. Let's see if I can't find that real quick for the listeners. Oh, uh, uh, I'd love to give you that stat. Do you have it?
1: I have it right here in front of me, yeah, for time oh. of possession. Let it rip. Um, and I, we are Tennessee fans – and I've never seen anything this outstanding in terms of time of possession. That's coming off the hopper offense last year that didn't bother to hold the ball for any mm-hmm. amount of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Texas a and possessed the ball for 18 minutes and 17 seconds of that game.
0: Oh, no.
1: That's just under – excuse me. That's just over 25% of that game. 18 minutes and 17 seconds. You held it for three minutes more than a quarter. What are you doing? Oh, no. (laughs) You're telling me that you allowed Appalachian State to possess the ball for 41 minutes and 29 seconds? That's what – yep, yep, yep. It looks like they were two – What are you doing?
0: A&M was two for eight on third down. Okay, so (laughs) I don't need to see any more. You know what that tells me? Terrible quarterback play. Terrible. Terrible. worst. Terrible, terrible. Uh, You got to get more production out of your quarterback. And what has to happen from there is Jimbo has to say, and I don't know if he's done this already, but Jimbo has to take responsibility and say, that's on me. 100%.
1: He's
0: 100%. I mean, he's claimed to be, you know, the quarterback guru. So he's got to take responsibility for that. All right. Now let me, let me throw one other thing uh, at you very quickly before we move on from the Aggies, dude, it does not get better for these guys. This, this could get ugly fast. They host Miami next week at nine pm so they they get a they're gonna get a pretty special <laughs> setting there in in college station. They turn around and they host Arkansas. They turn <laughs> around and they go to Starkville, Mississippi. They turn around and they go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And you know what? I would feel different about this game if it was the uh, if it was in the other location, but after that they travel to Columbia, South Carolina.
1: Man the that- that product yesterday will win you two or three games and I'm not, I'm not being facetious, nor am I exaggerating. Uh, someone texted me today and said that they might struggle to win four. And I wrote it off as now that's just an exaggeration because, you know, I hadn't seen this full schedule or anything like that, mm-hmm. but that's brutal. You know, oh, Yeah, Arkansas might absolutely dominate them. Let alone Alabama, Alabama's coming for blood and revenge. And if they correct the things in that, te- from that Texas game, they will murder them. Yeah. But, I mean, Miami might dominate them. Arkansas should dominate them based on what I've seen. Will, I mean, what are you going to do against Mississippi State if you if, – I mean, if you couldn't stop Appla-
0: Appalachian State, what are you going to do against Mississippi State? Uh, I mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You know, and, oh, yeah. I, made, I made the mistake of not scrolling down here, my guy. After South Carolina, they host Ole Miss. After that, they host Florida. After that, they go to Auburn. That is a terrible one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game stretch. Holy... That is brutal. Listen, we uh, the rest of the country needs to keep their eyes on College Station. Things can get hairy there fast.
1: Very quickly, very uncomfortable in that, in College Station.
0: Yep. But unfortunately for the fans in Lincoln, Nebraska, it's already hairy.
1: Boy, it's a hairy it's a hairy mess. Uh, you have to fire your own son. I mean, oh your yeah. own son. You know, this is why you don't hire T. Martin or Peyton Manning or Jason Witten. This is why you don't do it. If you're Tennessee, if you're, you know, I mean, this is just why you don't do it. Yeah. None of us expected it. He was yeah. the hottest name. He was the hottest name on the board. We wanted five him. years ago. We wanted him, man. I thought he would be nasty in Knoxville. And I thought he would, frankly, be the one to fix Nebraska. Not that they were even in that bad of a position. I mean, they weren't far removed from the, the very respectable Bo Pelini era. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I thought credit to them. They went out and they hired the hot name after a, a pretty rough era after the Bo Pelini a, uh, era. And I couldn't have seen this coming. You know, you couldn't have told me this was coming no matter what, Oh yeah. um, wouldn't want to be them, man. I mean, who's your, who's your first call if you're the athletic director of Nebraska?
0: If I am the athletic director at Nebraska, you and I have already talked about this a little bit. There was a couple of names thrown out. um, and I need to go back to our text message <laughs> to uh, answer this question. Uh, but you know what? I, I think the first call uh, that you and I uh, that we, you and I kind of agreed on that we liked was was Jeff Levy. Uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely a call that I'm making. I tell you this though, um, before Jeff Levy came into our conversation, I'm calling Sean Clark, head coach Appalachian State. Now, I'm telling you, name your name your price.
1: Yeah, um, I, I would certainly vet the heck out of Sean Clark. The only thing that I'll say is, and, and I don't know how I, uh, Appalachian State does this, but they've been a factory uh, for a long time. I mean, you go back 15 years, they beat Michigan in the big house and, great and point. really put themselves on the map at that time, but they've replaced coaches. It it hasn't mattered. Um, you know, I, I would just be a little a little cautious hiring someone from Appalachian State because there's obviously been something magical there. Yeah, and then if you look over to Columbia, Missouri, you hired an Appalachian State coach, and it's you know what a segue this is, but it's not gone well. Um, sure. You talk about getting housed and dominated by Kansas State. Not a bad Kansas State team, but you got dominated. Absolutely, and a very good. And Drinkwitz,
0: yeah,
1: absolutely. And I'm not saying Sean Clark is Eli Drinkwitz, but because I think Drinkwitz is is rather, a rather large clown. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm vetting Sean Clark, man. I'm I'm absolutely looking into him. I like getting this over with at the third week of the season. I don't care about the money that they could have saved by waiting. Yeah. I don't care about any of that because frankly, it, you know, there's boosters still there in town. That'll pay no matter what. It's kind of like Tennessee. I mean, we've been down for so long. We've mm-hmm. done this, the same gig so many times. Um, people are going to pay. They love the product. They're going to pay. So nail this hire and and just start building, man.
0: It seems like Matt Campbell is going to be a hot name thrown around in Lincoln, Nebraska. And listen, that's a dude that I really, really like. But you know what? Yeah. After, you know, I thought about this a second after you asked the question, who's my first call? And you know what? I don't know that the head coach is is the problem in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, I think your move to the Big Ten was your problem. This is something that you and I have talked about a long time. When you removed yourself from the Big 12, you removed yourself from the recruiting pools that were Oklahoma and Texas and kind of those surrounding areas, uh, even like a state like Louisiana, you just don't pull from that anymore. Your you're, you're swimming or your fishing pond is now the Wisconsins, uh, the Iowas, the, the Illinois, and I, I just don't think that's going to cut it in Nebraska. So here's, here's, here's a question. Nebraska left the Big 12 because they got tired of Texas getting all the love and all the money. Well, Texas has got a, is out the door. Are you calling the administration at Big twelve and saying, "Let me back? Oh man, you know I, I don't think it's a bad move logistically
1: um for their football success, I don't think it's a bad move i I do think there have been acclimation period now in in terms of football because the defenses that they had when they left the big the big twelve are gone. Mm-hmm. The offenses are completely a whole nother level. Yeah. You know, when they left the big 12, you had Texas and you had Oklahoma and then you had pop-up schools, you know, having good years here and there with good offenses. Now, I mean, you got gunslingers at every school in the big 12, just about, it. you know, most years. So I don't know that that sets up well for them in, in the football success regard, but I mean, you can't, you can't win in the big, the big 10. So what do you do? Um, and then the other aspect of it is I don't, you just don't see schools swallow their pride and make moves like that once the Band-Aid's been ripped off. You don't see them take me back, take me back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You don't see it. Um, and I think that a little humility, uh, you know, a a short-term, you know, scar on your face if you have to make a, a move back to a conference or something like that is worth it when it could salvage your football program because nothing is working. You, I mean, you seriously, you landed the hottest name in the last coaching search at the time of the hire of Scott Frost. And it couldn't have felt worse. Yeah. It it just couldn't. I mean, there's not been many positive moments. I mean, there's just not. The wins haven't been there. I mean, the recruiting, and we've talked about their pools in Texas and Oklahoma and and the previous Big
0: 12 country. I mean, they're just not there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm in total agreement. However, I think if I'm Nebraska – I really have to start looking at this 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 thing from a 10,000-foot view, and I've got to hold a, a mirror against myself constantly. Listen, I'm probably calling Big 12 and saying, hey, what, what do we got to do? And it's because you're to the point where if you're Nebraska, you're going, we have got to get wins on our schedule, okay? Well, you scheduled Georgia Southern, and you lost that one, <laughs> all right? Yeah. You lost to Northwestern in your division a game in which you had in your grasp, right? I mean, it, I mean, right. it, was, it was snatched right out from your, from your hands, but listen, you're wow. not winning in the big 10 West. You're not competing against Wisconsin, right? You're, 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 you're annually losing to Iowa. Yep. I think you got to get out of there. I think, I, you, mean, I think you got to find another way to get wins. And the, the big 12 is on a decline. They're adding since the Cincinnati's of the world and the Houston's of the world. I mean, I'm, I'm not real sure who's joining the big 12 yet, but, I think, see, yeah, I think potentially gotta, there's been yeah, talk there. Yeah. I'm you calling gotta, Iowa you State, like, hey, Y'all want to flip? <laughs> you guys want to trade? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do a little flip-flop here. Um, yeah. I, and, and again, not that the big 12 is is a pushover, but you know what?
1: You have to do something. You can't just sit there and continue to take losses like Georgia Southern. And if it's not Northwestern, it's Illinois. The first week of the season, I mean, You've got to find some inspiration and find a way to dig wins out of those situations that you just haven't met. So I'm, if they would consider it, I'd certainly be on board with it because they never should have left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I agree with you. Like it's like us, if we were to have left the sec years ago and joined, you know, maybe the ACC or something. And I mean, it it would suck either way to for one leave. And it would also suck to be saying, Hey, can we, can we come back?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Um, Even though it's a little bit of a different scenario there. Uh, it's it's a it's a bad day. It's a bad time to be um, a Nebraska Cornhusker fan. It's just one hundred percent. It's just bad. Hey man, there was a lot of movement uh, moving on. A lot of movement in the AP Top twenty-five. Which let me just clarify very quickly: the AP Top twenty-five is the Associated Press is a bunch of dudes who don't watch college ball and who kind of just look at stat sheets. 100%. They look at wins, losses, and they move around as they see fit. It's probably the same uh, nobodies who make the Heisman votes, which is something that the, our sport totally. has got to change. All right, the The Associated Press worked in 1959, right? It doesn't work anymore. We, we've got to figure out a different, different thing here. But a lot of movement. Uh, was there anything in the top 25 that kind of jumped out to you? Anything that we need to talk about? Because I see something that makes me go, eh? <laughs> um,
1: you know, I had a conversation yesterday. Someone asked me, and it may have been us talking about it. Uh, someone asked me if Texas should be ranked after that game with Alabama. And I said that I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of ranking a team after a loss when yeah. they were unranked previously. And, and, like, hear me out on this. Like, I think Texas earned that. Earned, they earned to be ranked. I'm just not a fan of it. I don't like to reward a loss. But Absolutely. that's a personal preference and, and, a you know, a preference of a lot of college football fans. Um, so, yeah, it did surprise me to an extent to see them come in because it seems like the voters, you know, as kind of uneducated is what you were hinting at, as uneducated as they are and opinionated as they are, it doesn't feel like a move that they usually make to reward someone off the loss. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's potentially, unfortunately – It could be a move like you saw a week ago with Florida beating a Utah team, not being previously ranked, Mm -hmm. vaulting up to number 12, Mm -hmm. and then losing to Kentucky. Um, You know, it could be a situation like that. I think Texas turned a corner yesterday, but it it sets up for a situation like that if they don't hold up their end of the business from what they showed yesterday. Um, Because, you know, I thought that they would have a tough time, even, even where they're at, where they're situated, how their recruiting is. I wasn't sure how things were going to change for them because they've also nailed some top hires mm-hmm. and it just hasn't worked. But, man, they showed some stuff yesterday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So on this, on this topic of Texas, the Associated Press has got them 21, which my question to them is, are you a rankings poll or are you a ratings poll?
1: Yeah, is, that's is, great.
0: Is it who you are or is it what you have done? Yeah. Uh, because traditionally with the top 25 AP poll, it's what you have done. And now it looks like with Texas, it's going. Oh, uh, let's consider who you are as well. Yep. Um, I'm not a fan, or I'm not under the impression that you you are who what your record says you are. Right now, Alabama or excuse me, Texas has got a has got a loss on their schedule. But what a performance uh, by those guys! Let's just go ahead and jump into that conversation. Let's talk Alabama, Texas. Listen, we had um. Earlier in the week or last week, we brought a, a buddy of mine on, Tyler Rowland. We talked Alabama, Texas, and all three of us said, <laughs> Name your score, right? Uh, this is going to be a shellacking. We were wrong. And I'm going we on the internet.
1: Dead wrong.
0: Saying we were wrong, 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 wrong. And uh, so uh, I, ho- I hope he's listening, but I had a buddy over yesterday to watch this game, Colton, good friend of mine, big Alabama fan. And I'm just doing my cheers real silently. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Hookem, baby, yeah, Hookem, uh, which is another thing—the Hookem thing—that I don't know if you saw this, but Alabama, Alabama yep. got fined for that, yeah, because sure we're so soft. Anyways, what what excites you uh, about this Texas team? Because I'm I'm watching this going. That defense was coming in hot. They did take our game plan, right? We said, "Hey, come after him and come after him, play after play." And boy, they did.
1: They sure enough did, dude. My take,
0: you know. My takeaways are that
1: both both game plans did have flaws. Alabama had far more flaws yeah. than Texas's game plan, um, but man, some of the plays that they would hit, whether it was like a first down gain or a chunk gain, when I would when they would show the replay of it, you couldn't help but because when you watch Alabama's defense, if you're not paying attention to number thirty one, then mm. you're doing yourself a disservice because that's that's how good will anderson is yeah but when you would watch the replay of it and you would watch the setup of yeah he's got his primary blocker and then there's another guy coming his way mm-hmm. to just ensure that there's time on his side of the play to throw it wherever they're wanting to go with it that was that's how you're supposed to call the game yeah i mean well said th- they drew up some some dandies they, yeah. they just did um another thing that that i did see that excites me as a tennessee fan is Number four for Texas, Whittington, I believe it is. Um, let me make sure I've got that right. Yeah, Jordan Whittington, number four for Texas there. Reminds me of another, uh, a certain other number four that wears a different shade of orange mm. that already has a lot of success against Alabama under his okay. belt a year ago. Yeah. And man, watching that team play, if Tennessee can find ways to have that offensive line hold up and just give versions of the amount of time that Texas had to operate, I think yeah. that Tennessee – can possibly score way more points in this game than I thought they could. I mean, again, the job they did on Will Anderson, and and not to take anything away from other Alabama rushers and and front seven guys, but they just did beautiful things Mm -hmm. to create time for him and and really get Will Anderson off the spots. But, man, number four looked good. Mm -hmm. Um, Quinn Ewers, man, I gained a lot of respect for that guy yesterday. I know he got knocked out, and I would sure love to see the alternate game of that with him in there. But – Heck, even Hudson Card had his moments where he looked good, sure. um, and obviously, he if you know if he's healthy, it might be a different game as well.
0: Absolutely. Listen, before Quinn Ewers got hurt, Texas was doing something that Alabama was not able to do, and that was taking the top of the defense. They were they were throwing the long ball, and you know there was there was a couple misses, obviously, but Alabama seems to be struggling to do that. They they seem to be hurting. Uh, from that Jamison Williams loss, because you had a guy in Jamison Williams who you could like, heck bro, he's down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. And he was going to hit him in stride. But so I, I want to say this, I want to make two statements. I think Bryce young is still exactly who we thought we was. Right. I mean, he makes, he he has a Heisman moment in this game. Uh, cornerback yeah. blitz comes in hot. He ducks it. Right. Sheds it runs for 20 yards setting up that game-winning field goal. A heck of a play uh, on on his end. Otherwise, he went 27 for 39, 213 yards, and a score. Here's the other thing I want to say. Um, were we wrong about Bama as a whole?
1: We have – we've allowed what they've been to really, really affect the way we think about them in a weekend, week-out basis. and. Yeah one aspect of that is you often don't see a game plans put together that well to face them. Mm-hmm. B game plans put that well, executed that well to, sure. once you're against them. Um, you know, it, there's a decent chance that we are wrong about Alabama. Um, their offensive line surprised me. And I, I believe that Tyler Harrell from Louisville is not, necessarily healthy yet or up to speed yet mm-hmm. and maybe he is that top end guy that takes the, the lid off of defenses you know maybe he is yeah but they're I, I think we've just finally allowed ourselves and, and rightfully so because of what they've done to just be so shaded expecting what they're going to do and then being caught off guard when someone does execute against them yeah. and, and game plan so well against them
0: yeah yeah absolutely so as as far as Alabama goes, uh, through a um, anybody who plays them, lens, they're dang good against the run. They're still very good against the run. They they kept Bijan in check. Bijan had twenty one carries, fifty seven yards. He did have, yeah. and he had a long of eighteen. That's not good. That's less no. than four yards per carry. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's the kind of the limelight for everything. They might be vulnerable against the pass. They, I mean, if you if you've got a quarterback who knows what he's doing, uh, can sling it, and you've got you've got some ballers, um, out on the edges, and they do, and they've got that the Whitting uh, Whittington kid that you mentioned, and they've also got Xavier Worthy, who's an absolute wow fan. man, what a stud. Uh, so if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm going. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to win. Don't please don't no, hear me no. say that. Not saying we're going to win, but I'm going okay, and I think the rest of the country is going. Hey, these guys are beatable
1: and i think you know i think georgia's looking their chops i think i think georgia's looking their chops not that they're oh, looking gosh. over the rest of their schedule but i'm th- I, i'm sitting here thinking man if they get to atlanta then what are they going to do how are they going to like what are they going to do i mean because you're always so scared of Bryce and then just the deep ball and the sprinter receivers mm-hmm. and you know maybe they develop them maybe they break out maybe but it doesn't doesn't look like it's there so yeah. i think the top end top echelon teams if they allow themselves to look forward or are licking their chops. Yeah. Um, because you know, the dragon looks wounded, the dragon that is Alabama looks wounded, but yeah. Um, um, they just didn't look like themselves. I mean, the most penalized they've been under
0: Saban is still not
1: something I can conceive.
0: Wild, just wild. I thought, I thought Bill O'Brien was horrid as a play caller in this game. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Bryce Young saved his job on on Saturday. I agree. Completely agree. If you missed that game, go back and watch it. Do yourself a favor. It was fun. It was a classic. You know what else was fun, my bro? What's that? Watching Anthony Richardson stinketh.
1: Man, was the overreaction not strong? (laughs) The overreaction was so strong. It was so strong. Uh, someone sent me a quote from uh, Billy Napier and I think it was after the Utah game. Um, And heck, it may be made up. I kind of hope it's made up because Billy Napier may need some help um, with his life. If, if he said this, but so he said that Anthony is somewhere between Dak Prescott and Cam Newton. And we heard those comparisons after the Utah game. And then what happened was everybody that hates Florida in my circle proceeded to text me that screenshot and that quote, Play after play, um, I mean, he honestly looked—he he looked so bad that you could potentially question: Did he want to be there? Was yeah. he invested in that game? Because he
0: looked horrendous, horrendous. I, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it, they went to him on the sideline several times, and he seemed to be taking responsibility. Which, if you're if you're a Florida fan, this is what you want. Like, I mean, you need him owning up to this because. I don't know which pick it was. I, I can't remember. I've slept since then. But he he takes a step. He turns immediately. And I don't know if there's a breakdown in communication. However, it looks like this is on Anthony Richardson because he slings it, and the only person there is, is the corner. Now, the cor- uh, the the receiver looks to be on a go. And, again, maybe there's a breakdown in communication. But after it's over, if you notice this, they're on the sideline, and Anthony Richardson is patting his chest saying, that's on me. That's on me. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> uh, I, I'm. He he did not have a good day. And and the other pick he threw was, I'm not real sure what the end was doing there. If if he was if he was uh, responsible for the force play, which um, the force for a lot of people you would also understand is contain. I like the word force better. You're forcing something back inside as opposed to uh, containing something. Kind of acting as a, a barrier. I want you to push it back inside. I want want you to be forced back inside. But anyway, he throws it to the fourth player, (laughs) right to him. Dude, one hand snags it uh, for uh, the second pick on the day for Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson was 14 for 35, 143 yards, and two picks. And he didn't even net five
1: rushing yards. Um, Go back and show me an Auburn box score from 2010 where he didn't net 10 rushing yards. I mean like you can't. Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to yeah. 2010 Auburn. Show yeah. me a game where where Cam Newton didn't net 10 rush yards. Yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even going to harp on that that quote because I understand you want to be excited about your players and and you want to make those statements. Yeah. And and Richardson played phenomenal against Utah. He was obviously the supreme athlete mm-hmm. for Florida's offense against Utah. Mm-hmm. But boy kentucky exposed so much of that and Mm -hmm. and i'm with you on that first pick you know i don't i don't know if he just didn't even conceive the end there being able to pick that off and what a pick it was it was fantastic heck of a play that second one that second one was horrendous Mm -hmm. his stat line is horrendous Mm -hmm. I, i i know i text you this but florida's offense looked unimaginative and and i don't exactly know what you're supposed to do if your quarterback's playing that poorly yeah but Man, it was just the same motions and runs, swap directions. You know, I I think they're very limited at receiver, and I'm not taking shots at them when I say these things. It's just how I feel. Mm -hmm. But it it shouldn't be Kentucky exposing Florida like that because, yes, Florida went through a coaching change, but their roster's not exactly hurting for talent. We've Mm -hmm. talked about Mullen not recruiting like Florida's supposed to recruit, but that's been a trend since – the, over the last 10 years they've not recruited like they're supposed to recruit but you shouldn't be exposed that way against Kentucky so well yeah just an ugly performance
0: I think this bodes the question is Kentucky better than what we thought Is are they even better than what we thought
1: you know if there's if there's one area that I should really praise Kentucky I, I think it is their rush defense because it's known how well Richardson runs the ball but you know, I don't think Kentucky's all that better than we thought. I mean, they may be a little bit better, but let's let's look at Levis's stats: 13 of 24, 202 touchdown on a pick, and he ran for negative 12 yards. He negative 12 yards rushing. Yeah. You know, there were so many times I text either you or other friends and said, "How does he not see that?" And yeah. I know that there's there's first reads, there's second reads, there's third reads, there's a progression of these things. Mm-hmm. But if he would trust what he sees he would be a top 10. Yeah. Correct top 10 pick. He's yeah. not even remotely close to that
0: right now in my eyes. No, I, I mean, I. I it's – the proof is in the pudding. Terrible performance. Terrible performance. I mean, terrible, terrible, terrible. And what's funny is this – I don't know if you saw this, but Utah went out and they played a nobody, but they hung up 73 on this nobody.
1: Uh, they exercised some demons.
0: Uh, a Southern, Southern Utah is who they played, and, uh, man – they cast out all the Mormon demons and, and, and that one. Um, yeah, they did. I mean, it was absolutely brutal. All right, man, I got one last thing that I want to throw at you before we end uh, this episode. And I can't say that I would have said this coming into the season, but question, is the East better than the West? Because the argument is there.
1: No, the argument is totally there. Um, the way that I look at this, because I, I thought about this question, we didn't, we did not talk about this. Just for any listeners out there, we did not talk no. about this. We texted about a lot of stuff, but this was not one that we that we touched on. But well, I'm a little I, sad because seen... I'm hoping I was hoping to hit you by surprise. Will that makes hey, sense. you can't catch me by surprise, son. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, that's so easy to do. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I've thought about this nonetheless. And I think what you have is you have Alabama, whatever they are, they're still good. Mm -hmm. They're, they're not done. They're not going to lose three or four games. I don't think, um, here we are giving them a lot of credit yet again, but I think they are still Alabama, even if they're not the best version of themselves. You've got a really good Arkansas that I think will win. Will become its second in the East, in the West, excuse me. Okay, and they may give Bama a heck of a game again, like they did last year. For most of that game, they could challenge them. I'm not going to say they can't do it. Um, and then I think you've got an absolute logjam of your Texas A&M because they're again, they're really talented. They've got a lot of talent. Yes, it's young talent, but they've got a lot of talent on that team. And I still, for some reason, expect them to bounce back over the course of the year. They just have a brutal schedule to do it against. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Mississippi State, who I think is ahead of Ole Miss um, and possibly ahead of Texas A&M. You know, time will tell. But I think the drop-off from top of the West to bottom of the West could be really extreme. And obviously, we're kind of excluding your Vanderbilt and your Missouris right now and and maybe even your South Carolinas. But I think the potential for – what's behind Georgia in the East and Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida could really, really cause some cause some headache for for the Western division. I mean, time will tell, but the argument can certainly be made, and it's just whatever your opinion is of two through four on both sides because I think five through seven on each side could be terrible. I mean, terrible.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's very, very well said. For the West, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, listen – Arkansas, after what we've seen thus far in week two from Alabama from Arkansas, the papers, the stat sheets, everything, all the all the energy in the air should say that Arkansas should go toe-to-toe with Bama. It it should because uh you know what? Arkansas can bring something to the table that Texas could not, and that is a mobile you know, running quarterback, they can add that to their game. And for a while there, that was, uh, that was the Achilles heel uh, for Saban. Now I'm not saying that, you know, that Texas lined up and beat them in a phone booth because they were, they were putting it, they were taking the top off of it, which I think something KJ Jefferson can do. Yeah. Uh, but, but anyway, that's, that's not the conversation. The, the, the question is, I think for the West is who is Alabama because our, our, <laughs> Are they who we thought they were, <laughs> and they might not be. Right? They might not be. Right. What's the what? Who? Who's Arkansas? Because all signs are pointing to hey, it's it's looking good up in Fayetteville, right? Sure, looking good up in Fayetteville. Uh, only a fourteen point win over South Carolina, but verdict is still out on South Carolina as well as much as we hate to say it. Yeah. Questions for the East is is Kentucky better than what we thought, and is is Tennessee who we thought they were which we will get yeah. in another episode, but.
1: Let me, let me ask you before we, before we end this, this recap. And, and I would, I, I would love to get outsiders expect, expect perspectives on this. Gosh. Words are hard to tell. <laughs> They're hard to come by right now in the sec, mm-hmm. you know, take out, take out the fact that you're playing Alabama. If you're Tennessee, and that you don't play such a tough crossover if you're Kentucky. Who would you rather be? Would you rather be Kentucky or would you rather be Tennessee?
0: Oh gosh! Wow, uh, that's a that's a great question. Goodness, I need to think. Do you do you know this answer? Can you can you answer this right now? Because I, I
1: no, I cannot answer this right now. Um, you know, week four of the season will give us a lot of answers on who you'd rather be, but. I can't answer that right now because I think you. I mean, if you took the combined rosters, I think you'd have a heck of an offense in Tennessee if if the offense is who we think it is. Yeah, and then I think you'd have a heck of a defense in Kentucky. Not taking any, anything away from Tennessee's defense because they mm-hmm. showed a lot more against Pitt than they did all of twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, aside from a few drives and a few plays, but I mean, I, I guess I guess with that perspective and 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 what I you know what I just said. I guess right now I would take Tennessee. That's taking the goggles off. You know, that's taking the Homer fan in me out. But I, I just don't trust Will Levis, man. And I don't think he trusts what he sees half the time. I don't even know if that's the right
0: phrasing there. But yeah. yeah.
1: there's just so many plays that I feel like he leaves on the table.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, think this, I think this comes down to two questions for me. And first question is, uh, again, are – Were we wrong about us? Which week two threw that straight up in the air, saying, (laughs) "Not sure." We are not (laughs) sure because defense won us that game on Saturday. And the second question is: If Pitt and Florida were to go toe to toe, who's going to come out on top?
1: Yeah, that's a great question.
0: Uh, because there's a new there's a new not not a new verdict out on Florida, but there's a new question out on Florida, and it's. Is Anthony Richardson who we thought he was? At least the 100%. media because the his performance against Utah and his performance against Kentucky are very different. And very, I don't think I don't think that's different. any kind of blast against Utah. I no. think I think that is a, um, a tribute to Mark Stoops' defense. I mean, can, listen, how much does he want to leave Lexington? Can we get him out of here? <laughs>
1: That's something else I don't understand. I, I know, and I, I'm i of the belief that coaches, players, coordinators, they do what they do on the field, their schemes, their recruiting, their evaluations, because they believe in who they are and what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. So why does Mark Stoop sit at Kentucky and continue to be second best to a basketball program that's left a lot to be desired over the Cal Perry era? I don't mm-hmm. know that. And that's yeah. a great – that's a great theoretical, but I don't know why he stays because somewhere between the last five years, you've hit your ceiling. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that, you know, you can get transfers, but there's only a certain number and level of, of blue chip prospects that you can get. And and heck they're proving that you don't need blue chips to win nine, 10 games. But is that all you want to do is win nine, 10 games. Don't you want to try to compete for a championship? Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. So Imagine, imagine this this narrative. If Kentucky goes nine and three, which is is extremely possible, totally. Possible. I mean, I mean they can go ten and two, but let's they say they, let's can. say let's say they go nine and three, all right, and possibly even eight and four. And let's say Will Will Levi's Levis, however you say his banana pill and eaten name, is a first round draft pick. Can you imagine that? narrative coming out from the media saying, you know what? Stoops is it. This is it for him. I mean he had a he had a first round quarterback and that's what he did. Man, I hope that's the case. Get him out. <laughs> he's he's too dang good. I, I can't stand this guy in Lexington anymore. He's
1: good. I agree. I completely mean,
0: hey Nebraska. Hey <laughs> we just it. solved our question. We just, we just solved our question. Listen, hey um Nebraska fans Call Mark Stoops. I'm going uh, to text every Nebraska fan that I know right now. and That's that's one person. That's one. We have one. And we hear <laughs> him over the World Wide Web. Hey, uh, that's going to end uh, the show for us today. I hope you guys enjoyed week two as <laughs> I can see that you just texted Mark Stoops. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go ahead and and send him the link to this episode so he can listen to this? 100 uh, will. I'm, I'm laughing because Michael just sent Mark Stoops to uh, a, a buddy of ours who's a Nebraska fan. Anyway, um, that that threw me through rich. Thank you guys so much. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've enjoyed being with you guys. Hope you have enjoyed being with us wherever you're listening on your drive home on your on your on your drive to work on your when you're mowing the grass thank you you could have listened to anybody but you chose my boy mike and me to to tickle your ears to tickle give a little tickle in the ears and we thank you so so much for that appreciate chris for making my friday walking up and my guys listening to pandemonium rains listen week 2 has shown us that pandemonium is raining and it is raining supreme Right, I mean, just watch
1: those videos of Boone, North Carolina, my friends. <laughs> watch those videos of Lexington, Kentucky, and know that pandemonium reigned in those cities.
0: Pandemonium is raining. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this episode with this, and we're gonna say our outs. Auburn is receiving four Rains. votes for the top 45. What are they smoking? We love you guys, and we hope you have a fantastic week. We will see you coming up on Friday, possibly the act, maybe tomorrow. We'll find out. I'm not sure yet. We'll see you next time. We love you guys. Holler. Later. Pandemonium reigns.